how important is uh, CTE education and getting experience to someone who's looking to hire young folks, maybe right out of high school? Oh, it couldn't be more valuable. You know, for example, if somebody's got uh, CTE drafting uh, skills for SolidWorks or CAD or whatever, and uh, we move them into drawing and design, whether it's our firm or any uh, any any company that needs any kind of design, that's that's a big benefit. Electronics training, metalwork, all those programs are highly desirable. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And Mike, we're playing another away game here. This time we're invading, invading office space. Yes, we're 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 in the in office space. It's smaller than the Batcave. Small. It's a little bit smaller than the Batcave, <laughs> but almost. It's not by much though. That, that's no, no. That's it's, it's it's longer, but the back cave is narrower. Yeah, the back cave. If There's guys cooler are, stuff in the back cave. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you just heard from heard from our guests right there. Yeah. A, a tidbit, a sneak, a peek at who we're talking to here today. But before we do that, of course, I got to remind you: check us out, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com so you can learn about our programs that we offer to students in Henrico County, but also learn about the summer programs. It's summertime. Is it officially summertime yet, calendar-wise? It's, yet? it's 97 degrees outside. Are you questioning that? <laughs> well, it feels like summer. Let's just go ahead and say that. It feels like summer. If, uh, even I think if it, was, it doesn't I think say it's summer in the calendar. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. I have to double-check that. I don't keep track of such things, but also go check out our information on summer programs that we have, uh, Summer Polytech, available to 9th through 12th graders and summer building trades for rising 10th and 11th graders. Come learn some new skills this summer with us. And uh, the summer building trades kids, they're going to be all in Regency Mall. Yeah, they uh, will not be outside in the 97 degree temperatures working like they usually do in the house. They're going to be indoors in the air conditioning working on the new classroom spaces that we're putting together over at Regency. Is it still mall or did they change the name when they started revamping it? I think it's still Regency Mall. We're going to have to fact check that. Maybe do a Google search and then we can fix it uh, later on. I just call it the the Regency Project. The Regency Project. Summer Polytech for 9th through 12th graders. And summer building trades for rising 10th and 11th graders, all part of summer programs offered by us here in Henrico County Public Schools, Henrico Career Technical Technical Education, or Workforce and Career Development, whatever you want to call it. How did you mess that up? (laughs) I say it too often. That's how it happens. And then, I don't know. I was looking right at him, and it just, his tongue fell out. You know what? You, sometimes you see it in slow motion, sometimes you miss it, but either way, it's a spectacle to behold. Okay. All right, guys, we got a guest here for you, got, for your listening pleasure, and we are invading his office space, and with us today, we have Cables Plus President David Molstaff. I think I said that right. You've got it almost oh, perfectly. Yes, almost, almost. Okay, almost is only good in horseshoes, and maybe this is similar to horseshoes in a way, No. Not at all. Everybody shaking their head. No, uh, not, no. not really. Not, where, not really. You, where are you no. going with this? Okay, yeah. all right, we're, we're going. <laughs> I never know where I'm going until I get there. All right, so <laughs> I need GPS sometimes. So, David, uh, Cables Plus, talk to us about that. What what is that? What is Cables Plus? Cables Plus is a wholesale distribution business. We focus on fiber optics technology, 
and uh, we market out to federal government resellers, other smaller resellers, and educational accounts. Basically, is a distribution business, and we have a we also own a uh, manufacturing business, tactical deployment systems, and that's where we actually build the custom fiber optic products. Where? Where you guys build them here? Build yeah, them? right here. Wow. I'll, t- I'll show you later. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. That's a good walk to. You guys have that awesome. Uh, yeah. That awesome cabinet, kind of like you see in our computer systems yep. class out there. As soon yeah, as you I, walk in. I actually designed that that particular product and patented it. Cool. Introduced it to the market. Well, let's talk about uh, the importance of data cables. So, why is that important to maybe any organization really these days? Fiber optics. I mean, all data data communication interconnect. Everybody thinks wireless, but the wireless is always going to be connected at some point to a data center application. And that data center uses a lot of fiber. Fiber is a higher bandwidth. You can get more data through it. They're introducing new technologies that are just phenomenal. The products that we, we supply are basically the interconnect. Anything that has to do with connecting any kind of devices, whether it be a switch, a PC, a storage area network, anything that is, that's interconnect. So that's why it's very important. You have to have that connection. So let's talk about the industry now as far as like size, though. I can imagine something as important as connections as far as internet computers and switches and all those things it's kind of the backbone kind of the backbone of society and well no the back the backbone of the technology everything from networking to the desktop to everything's connected up to that at the end like you said on the end absolutely and when i say society i mean so many so much of what we do relies on on those short connections so let's talk about that how big is this industry that you're part of uh the data center industry by itself is I believe somewhere in the $6 trillion worldwide. So it's a huge... We just got Facebook Yeah, as far as the data center over in the, in the east. Yeah, area. they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, then AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, probably two of the biggest, but there, there's a ton of them. There's Digital Fortress. There's numerous data centers. Northern Virginia is yeah. just blowing up with data centers. So there's a lot of business opportunity in this region alone, as well as globally. Who do you guys service typically? I would, you know, who, who's uh, most of your common customers? Our, our most common customer is going to be large federal government resellers like Northrop Grumman, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, those kind of resellers or direct contract holders. We sell a lot to them, both in the... Uh, federal government arena as well as well it is federal government but military tactical also uses a lot of fiber optics yeah i'm not surprised it seems like uh, virginia is kind of like a great place for that type of business great place for it how did you get into this line of work david like (laughs) what 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 drew you to it okay well uh that's a long story but i'll I'll try to do it short Um, (laughs) i was not a good student in high school and uh I graduated high school, and uh, my brother got me a job at a manufacturing company called Penrill Datability. I started out on the production floor. I worked there for 13 years, advanced up through the ranks from the lowest position on the on the production floor to uh, OEM program manager, and basically the one level under director. And so that's where I learned it from the ground up. 
Well, that wasn't a great student, but a hard worker, though. That so. is definitely true. My father gave me that. <laughs> <laughs> I was raking leaves when everybody else was out having fun. And maybe, and maybe shoveling snow. So did you grow up in this area? Silver Spring, Maryland. Silver, okay, so yeah. te- northern area, we would call that DMV, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. when I moved down here, all I, I was a northerner. That's all I know. Yeah, <laughs> north, of, north of Virginia, 100% for sure. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about career technical education programs. How much do you know about CTE? Did you take any CTE courses coming up? Were those the classes that you uh, that you showed up for, that you showed out in? <laughs> we, we called them vocational classes yeah, back then. It's uh, totally acceptable. And I, t- I remember taking uh, woodworking. I took metalwork. Yeah, they were probably the uh, classes I most excelled in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, we often see that uh, students uh, uh, direct, do tend to succeed more in CTE classes because they understand the why, I think, quicker, Mike, when it comes to, you know, why am I learning this? Why am I doing this? Because you learn the theory and then you apply the theory shortly after learning it. Well, plus, it's their electives. You know, this is the choice that the student's making. Yeah, that's also want, You know, they're, they're wanting to take these classes and to learn these different skills, you know, depending on the class. Some of them trade skills, some of them other skills. I think the, the student's more invested than the typical, you know, required classes. Yeah, I, and I was never good at English. I was never good at math, but I always took to science. I always took to anything that was hands-on. So, you know, those kind of classes definitely interested me. So let's go go back towards industry here, Cable Plus. Why this industry? What made you choose this industry? Was it just you just had a knack for it, or you enjoyed this building environment? cables on a production floor out of high school. <laughs> I worked my way up. Because, I mean, I, you're, you're a whole president of, of your own company now, so yeah. you've got to have a... Yeah. Some fondness for it. So why? Well, I mean, I mean cables why? is what I knew. Uh, that's where I went. Well, what made you make the leap from working working in a company, making them? I and it's something you said you were one step from the director. You right. Just, what made you want to do it on your own? And well, yeah, the company I was working for was a modem manufacturer, and modems died. Oh, okay? yeah. The, the, the technology, <laughs> there, there might be a modem or two still out there. but Heriko has a few. <laughs> when routers and switches came into the market, the modem market kind of died away. And our company did not position itself well for that so i got an opportunity to run a distribution business for another guy started doing that built that up from basically a hundred thousand dollars a year to about two and a half million then that company also was having some issues they sold out i got an opportunity to go with that company the buying company but i said you know i've been doing this too long i'm going to just start my own business and came home and told my wife she wasn't pleased <laughs> but i mean but, i'm sure she's okay with it now oh uh, you can ask her <laughs> she, <laughs> she here no she works here oh. <laughs> yeah i started in my living room and uh built the business up contacted uh, people that i've known in the industry and uh just started rolling with it we've grown it up and we're about a seven and a half million dollar company and enjoying it so what's some advice maybe you could leave for someone who may not necessarily be like excelling in the academic area about yeah your life's not over man you can still find success yeah believe me i i, I never thought i'd be here um, <laughs> i i built cables the the only thing i can tell you is work ethic having good quality you know i always tried to do everything better so hard work it pays off 
when you first started the company, I mean, you didn't start in the fiber business. Did you start in copper and doing the cabling? Yeah, co- copper was, yeah, I was doing copper cables. The, the fiber was kind of interesting. When I started Cables Plus, I was buying my fiber optic products from a company called uh, Fibercon in Columbia, Maryland. They sold out and it moved offshore to Mexico. And at that point, the quality went down, the communication went down, delivery went down. It was just a a major problem. So me being an old cabling technician that also advanced to manufacturing engineering and industrial engineering, I said, hey, we can do this. (laughs) (laughs) So I went and bought some equipment. Our first order was a four-strand ST to SC cable, and it took us three weeks to build it because we had no idea. What we were doing. <laughs> but you still did it anyway, though. That, that's the we had part. no choice. We sold it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that though. I mean, you mentioned climbing the ranks, so that means lots of different experience, different experiences. So just impart on maybe some of the young folks listening, or really our audience is mostly mostly women, mostly mothers, mostly uh, female guardians but let's impart on them some advice that maybe you can give them about maybe trying different things not being afraid to try different things and get outside of your comfort zone that's what you got to do you got to look at what what you want to do what you like to do Uh, even with my kids when they were going off to college I I said look I'll support you in whatever you want to do just you need to have a passion for it find something that you have a passion for and dive in and go It'll pay off. So COVID was something that's affected a lot of businesses. How how has it affected your industry? And are you able to recover from that? Or are you seeing some recovery results from that? Luckily, we were deemed automatically very early on with the COVID. We were deemed an essential business by the federal government. I would say so. Yeah, because we support a lot of federal government contracts and military contracts. And uh, so we never closed. And we went through the whole pandemic fairly good. We lost some revenue the first year, but we, we've grown back. The biggest thing now is finding people. Yeah. It is so difficult. We've got open positions left and right, and we can't find anybody to fill them. Well, let's stick, I, with, let's stick with that. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I'm just saying is that that's pretty common across. It doesn't matter the industry. So yeah. Everybody we talk to, it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah it, it, whether you're a, a restaurant, a hotel chain, a gutter guy I was talking to, it, it, finding good people to work is very difficult. Yeah, I was reading a report. I think it was from the Wall Street Journal, and it said there are two open positions for every unemployed person mm-hmm. right now in America as of this recording. So makes no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. A no. lot, lot of, lot of open seats and, yeah. and people aren't uh, necessarily filling them. So what are some, what are some positions that are in demand? You mentioned there's a lot of vacancies. What's the highest in demand positions here in your industry? Well, I don't know about my industry as a whole. Uh, right now, our manufacturing operation, we're looking for you know trainees, people that can come in and learn learn how to do it, just like I did on the production floor and learn how to build cables. Looking for warehouse people and um, website development uh, people, and we're making some shuffles with some people that we have in positions and making do but finding that person to hit the production floor that's the hardest one we used to be able to just call up a temp agency and have 10 people lined up now we can't even get them to return a phone call so 
Is yeah, that pre- that's something that again we're, we're we're hearing that also. You know, somebody will come in for an interview, they'll they'll interview well, and then they call to get offered a job, and they're and not responding. They're not responding. Yeah. Uh, companies can't reach them. Uh, and you're saying that's something that you guys have dealt with. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that's regular basis. So, is there anything y'all are trying that y'all haven't? That maybe it's something new coming up with ideas. We're trying, to try and, we're trying to work with the with the high schools now. We're trying to tap into students that are coming out, maybe not going to college, looking for some employment and maybe some growth. Basically, looking for a good opportunity to to learn how it works, and it may not be a uh, end all get all, but you know it gets you some basic work history and a good income yeah it's a good experience and uh income is certainly important um but let's talk about daily uh let's talk about an average day in that position that you guys are hiring for what is what, what would it be like a student walks in the first day <laughs> what's it like for them? we we put them to work <laughs> <laughs> um no we we actually we we have a whole training program we put them through basically a uh fiber optics kind of cursory training get you familiar with fiber optics and some of the terminology we put you through iso uh, quality training as well as our cmmc which is a cybersecurity training because we got we we need to meet certain things with the federal government and then we get them trained up on the floor after that then as they're learning different positions or or different jobs within their position over time we we just continue training training them on new product lines and new techniques there's a lot of different variables with what we do so every job is kind of unique every job is different has its own nuances and and the positions also we can move people around on the production floor and they're always learning some some new aspect Uh, some of it's very crafty our, our breakout department is a, a craft-based things because it really is art. It you know it it's fun to do if that's the the kind of work you like. And then there's the technical side with our with our inspection, which is done through equipment, and our testing, which is done through equipment. So there's a little bit of everything there. Are there any certifications maybe associated with your fields coming through the through the door? There are all sorts of certifications. We don't require any certifications, but if you've got any fiber optic certification training, that that's like you're golden. Um, <laughs> we want you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Have to write that down and pass it. Um, yeah. Back. But yeah, there's a lot of different industry uh, certification programs that you can go through and whether it's fiber optics or it's even electronics with Bixie and some other organizations, there's there's a v- lot of advancement. I mean, you could, even like uh, the networking switch technology with Cisco certification training, the more you put into it, the more certifications you get, the higher higher levels you, you can achieve. Cisco is something that uh, computer systems uh, gets, isn't it? Or something like that, Microsoft certification? Mark? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's something that our computer systems uh, kids have the opportunity uh, to earn there as well. I know they were working on A+. And I think computer systems probably be the best fit for this line of work. Mike, what do you think? What the, the students are learning besides just working on the computers and servers and software is the, the networking and the cabling. And I'm, they're probably not getting so much into the fiber yeah, optic. Yeah, not, not so much fiber no, optics. They definitely build in our classes. Ethernet, so. But it, it, not that we shouldn't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's coming. 
you know, we're still dealing with the, there's still a lot of copper out there, you know, still doing the, the networking cables and stuff, but definitely, hopefully one day we'll have that also, but that, that definitely. Yeah, I have a little place right over here that you can, you can start the, the whole study program. Oh, a little place right over there. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. My production <laughs> floor. Their production floor. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That so, is, anybody's listening, you want to get into it, uh, the classroom's ready. The classroom is here. That is awesome. So, what kind of skills are you looking for, David? I mean, uh, we, we ask this question all the time on this program, and let's see if your well, answer is any different. Well, what's more important? Is it the soft skills, or is it the, yeah, the technical skills yeah. they might bring? Uh, it depends on the position. Um, website is something that we're constantly dealing with. So from the website position, because our, our website is our sales channel, that's that's where everything comes from. All of our customer base is, is driven in through the website. So SEO, backend programming, th- those kind of aspects, our training are things that I need. We, we have internal people that, that do do that. I do that as well. Then we also have CAD design where we, we create the drawings for the customer's approval. So we use SolidWorks software uh, for those uh, drawings and design work. Um, but on the production floor, the, the skill level for most of production is really workmanship. It's craft. It's caring about what you do. Then in the inspection and the uh, testing, somebody that's got uh, Excel is very important. Really? Um, okay. Oh, yeah, because uh, all the software, all the testing software is, is uh, recording into Excel spreadsheets. So uh, having a working knowledge of Excel is, is definitely important to us. Any kind of fiber optic training, which is hard to run by. We do occasionally get some people from ECPI. Uh, they have they have a uh, fiber training program, and we we've worked with Paul Nesbaum over there for a long time. In fact, my engineer came from ECPI. Okay, nice. And he started out on the production floor, and now he's the the head sales engineer who took our conference room, and that's why we're <laughs> in my office. Well, you know, David, that seems like a common theme, though, right? Uh, you started on the production floor, moved your way up. You mentioned he started on production floor, and now he's over there doing his awesome things and conference calls and uh, allowing us to invade your office. So how common is that? How much room for growth is there inside of this industry? In the industry as a whole, there's tons of growth potential. You can go from being a basic production floor employee to data center installation to data center design engineer to, I mean industry wide it's huge cables plus we're a small business we're only about 22 people 23 people so there's not a lot of growth potential here unless you're kind of sticking it out and when I say that is don't let that stop we're, you from coming no, we're a small business but the people that work the people that are in the higher level positions here are all people that started out on the production floor and, and achieved you know good success so there's advancement but it it's a slow (laughs) limited (laughs) well let me ask you that though david like um is that something that you prefer right as a president and somebody who has seen all the different steps of production is that something that you? oh absolutely all my best employees are uh, employees that have moved through the production organization and been in multiple positions in other words, they've they've experienced from the ground up all the the, the steps through the, just like you have, you know. So they've got the uh, similar experiences. I mean, Correct. across the board. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it makes them. I mean, just I feel like it'd be making it easier just because you understand different aspects of the work, so you can bring a different it, level. It helps for them to train other employees. It, you know, it's just having that whole understanding, and then going, well, no, if I do that, it's going to affect this over there. So it's definitely beneficial. So let's bring it back to CTE here for a moment. With that in mind, how important is? Uh, CTE education and getting experience to someone who's looking to hire young folks, maybe right out of high school. Oh, it couldn't be more valuable. You know, for example, if somebody's got uh, CTE drafting uh, skills for SolidWorks or CAD or whatever, and uh, we move them into drawing and design, whether it's our firm or any uh, any any company that needs any kind of design, that's that's a big benefit. Electronics training. Metal work, all those programs are highly desirable, and I think with the with the trade trade with China and the things that are going on there, I think you're going to see. I hope you're going to see more and more manufacturing coming back into the USA. Because when I came out of high school, manufacturing was it. In your opinion, what kind of skills does one really need to be successful here? at Cables Plus, but also maybe in, in, in another, in the industry as a whole to move up, to start at a production level, succeed, take everything from it, and then move on up the ranks. Good work ethic, integrity, and willing to willing to you know roll up your sleeves and do whatever's needed to be done. That, to me, you, could, you can do anything from there. If you have that as a base, yeah, that yeah. is a good start. College, college is great, and and some some people take the college route, get their degrees, and you know, move into higher educa- higher educated positions. But the welders that are out there, the you know, the manufacturing people that are out there, that you know, those jobs are paying well, and they're needed. There's certain people that will sit, sit there and say, you know, a CT education is no replacement for college. Oh, I totally disagree. When out on social media, when we're putting posts out there for what we're doing, we just recently had uh, a couple of different individuals uh, retweeted talking about career and technical education, about how lucrative it can be. And we, just, we, we got an amazing number of kickbacks from certain people saying that it's not a substitute it's a horrible idea yeah, it, like it was, why does every you know and it's, you know and it, without putting college down because college is not something to be put down but at the same time right why is it everybody why is this where does this mentality what where, where do you think that might have come from I, when i was growing up talking like an old guy which i kind of am you know Season. not everybody went to college right probably probably only 25 to 30 percent of graduates went on to college most people worked in industries and uh, from the bottom up are they going to be as lucrative over time it depends well Um, we've seen a lot of statistics where many times it exceeds yeah well especially you know know, some of these kids go into go into college and they go into debt to 200 300 thousand dollars to get a really good degree and then they've got to pay that back. Right. Yeah. And, and that so takes they don't a long time. That's right. Nice. So Trust they don't me, I got the loans. Yeah, they don't get into a position where they start feeling comfortable because that is is there to deal with for 20 plus years. Yeah. So So I mean, I, you know, I I look at me and my brother-in-law, okay? My brother-in-law, W WVU graduate, went into marketing. I 
worked on a production floor. I took two years of criminal justice. At the end of the two years, I realized I was making more money in the industry I was in than nine years on the police force, so I kind of stuck with what I was doing. I ended up opening up my own business. He's done extremely well. well I've done pretty well myself, and um, I'm no good in English. <laughs> my grammar's terrible. My math skills are appalling, although I've become a very good accountant. Um, Shout out to Excel, I right? I know percentages. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, you know... You, you, you guys can make both... you can make of it what you want to make yeah, of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I look at welders. I was They're, just about oh to gosh, say that. Yeah, yeah welders. And you welders, mentioned welders multiple times in the show. Welders, welders, plumbers. They're hard to find, and they get paid extremely well. Do you, doctor level well. Do you, do you guys have room for welders here at Cables Plus? No, I don't that, have any welder positions. Have we got no welder positions? Okay, just put no. that out there because we did just get welded. A lot of students, I think, are not thinking about they just assume that a lot of the trades that there's not it's not a high paying industry you know whatever it is we hear stories of students getting into plumbing within four years they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year and that over that four years versus owing a hundred thousand dollars you've got i mean students just, that are making six figures in just a few just, years after graduating high school i think in, in and different industries it instead of yeah and i even and yeah. one of the an industry Rashawn and i just covered um some students going up to the house we've got some roofers and the students are coming out and seeing what a roofing career looks like and they're saying the same thing in four years somebody working in the roofing industry standing up on the roofs and putting in roofs making a hundred thousand dollars a year that, that's for the years. first four years the first four years yeah. of work not the not eight years not you know 10 15 years that's the first four years going from zero experience to four years of experience hundred thousand dollars accumulated over that four years and, and so it depends yeah. on how you look at it a lot of those students are getting a head start over college graduates again not saying there's anything wrong with college if you, you go to college we want you to go to college with a plan not just because oh that's naturally Rashawn what I'm supposed to do next Rashawn went with a plan I went oh. with a plan I went I didn't I have a plan so I didn't go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there's nothing wrong with either way and that's what we're trying to yeah. really promote on the show and but the the thing that we're finding is that a lot of people don't believe that you can be successful going into the trade. So we like to talk, have professionals on here who have used their hands and have found success. And one of the best examples, Mike, was the last guy we had on our show, Matt. Oh, yeah. Matt went, went to school, dropped out of school, and now he's the COO with Thompson Consulting Engineers. So, yeah. I mean, it's what you make it. Yeah. I came out with pretty much nothing out of high school and luckily got a job on a production floor because my brother gave, got me a job <laughs> and uh you know i just worked hard and worked my way through sorry david so we're gonna get ready to wrap the show up i want to ask you this before we do call it a wrap what's some advice you want to give to somebody just looking to break into this industry maybe even become an entrepreneur like yourself what's some advice that you could give to maybe motivate them to do that the floor is yours <laughs> well breaking into the industry uh basically Fiber optics as a whole is a great industry. The data center growth that's going on and the bandwidth of data that's passing through data centers, there's a lot of growth opportunity. Words of advice for entrepreneurship, know what you're doing. I built cables on a production floor for you know seven years and worked my way up through that company before I started a business. I was about 15 years into working for other people before I started my own business. 
and I knew what I was doing, and I knew how to do it. So, you brought all that experience with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that could go. You know, people cut grass and grow businesses from cutting grass. You <laughs> oh, can, that's true. You can you can do anything, and that's the thing is just challenge yourself. Find a niche that you're good at and excel, because because yep. you can make. You can make good money off of anything if you do do it well. So, just one more question for Sean. So, what would you tell a parent who is, uh, you know, they've got a high school student, and my child is not going to be going to college, or it maybe it's on the fence, you know, but this, the, maybe the parent is really maybe pushing a little bit towards college, but the students might be resisting. What would you tell a parent? who is on the fence when it comes to whether they should take CTE classes or whether they should be looking more for the college-bound classes? That's kind of a difficult thing. I, I think it, I think as a parent, you got to support your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do they want to do? If they don't want to go on to college, forcing them to go to college isn't going to be an answer. Maybe a year off. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but I would never advise a parent to tell their kid that wants to go to college not to go to college you know so it's 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 pretty it's much the supporting same thing. Yeah. it's supporting that student some students are great and all the you other know, pulling a's and b's and they're going to be college bound and looking good and i want to be a doctor me as an example my i i barely pulled any grades but i liked hands-on I love getting my hands dirty and doing stuff. So it was right for me. And then I wanted to be a policeman. So I took two years of criminal justice till I gave that up. So I don't know. But whatever you do, whether it's college or taking these classes, the, the, my word of advice to the students and the parents is drive to what you love. Because if you love doing it, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna want to put those extra hours in. You're gonna put yep. that work in to understand it, to yep. learn it. And everybody and, has yeah. a different desire. What makes them happy? Yeah, yeah. And really tapping into those things. Yeah. Good advice right there. And uh, don't feel too bad about being a bad student, there, David. Look at what you're doing now, <laughs> man. <laughs> Look at what you're doing now. We're not worried about yesterday. All that led up to what you're doing here today. All, All right. I can tell you is my dad used to say, "We used to worry about you, Dave." <laughs> <laughs> Well, he doesn't have to worry uh, too much about you anymore. Um, so, uh, thank you guys. Thank you for joining us here, allow- allowing us to invade your your space here for a minute or two. For thank you for having me, and thank for- you for the opportunity. This has been fantastic. I love it. Awesome. All right, guys. Before I let you go, I want to remind you: check us out Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all the social media handles right there. Uh, follow us at Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to learn about all the awesome things we offer your student via Henrico Career and Technical Education on Henrico Workforce and Career Development. We'll accept both names. <laughs> Department's so nice they had to name it twice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> so, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major podcast venues and the majority of the minor ones. So look us up, uh, like, and subscribe so you get notifications when the new episodes drop. Uh, we do two a month. We've into the fourth season. We are pushing up towards the 90th episode in our existence. So please, please, please support us. Uh, respond. Get, give us some feedback. Yeah, Let 
us know. Yeah, let us know what you think about the podcast. What was your favorite uh, episode that you've seen? If you start doing a little binging like my wife does, the one with the cables plus. Yeah, cables plus. Yeah, obviously, easily, easily. (laughs) Is there any competition? Yeah. So, so please do like and subscribe. Uh, We want to hear from you. and uh, let us know what you think. Yep, and also I can't leave without reminding you about the summer programs that we offer Summer Polytech for 9th through 12th graders and Summer Building Trades for rising 10th and 11th graders. Open for registration now. Go to HenricoCTE.com forward slash summer hyphen programs forward slash again. HenricoCTE.com. Mike loves this Just part of the show. Just use the search. <laughs> again, HenricoCTE.com forward slash summer hyphen programs forward slash and uh, learn some new skills with us. All right, that's it for us. For David, for Mike, I'm Rashawn. This has been Henrico CTE. Now, until next time, so long, everyone.